Hello and welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon episode 62. It is the 15th mm. of October, Cocktober, as some might say. <laughs> Year of our Lord 2021. I am your host, Michael Debs. Joining me, as always, Danko Suvin from the Instagram handle at DankDeluz. Not joining us. Absent with leave, though. John, the producer from the Instagram handle at Discopathic, which he's still... It's nice that we give people leave when they die. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, yeah, a, a member of the Benzo Rehab Dungeon in death has a name. Um... <laughs> oh, no. And also PTO. <laughs> <laughs> so uh... Where did the Pete come from? No, I know where Pete comes from. I'm sorry. Yeah, the balls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today's today's episode is going to be on the riveting subject of concrete and buildings. I promise we'll make it fun and exciting and also fill you with dread as mm -hmm. as is our want to do. That's W-O-N-T. Like to throw it back a little bit with the, the old English. Um speaking of English, uh <laughs> We're going to do a little bit of news first. There's two things that I wanted to cover. And one of them is uh, David uh, Amos, I think it is his name is pronounced, mm -hmm. um, was stabbed to death today uh, while meeting oh with God. constituents. And yeah, we're, we're heartbroken about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's, uh, let's, let's see how the news uh, reacted to this. Every time a politician gets hurty, yeah. we get sad, sad. We we get eye squirty. Yeah, eye squirty when they get hurty. <laughs> <laughs> the hurty gurdy. It's a British. Yeah. yeah. Link from a British well, attack the on a member. Oh, sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to start. No, no. <laughs> Go ahead. Digging myself. Of Parliament, who was murdered in front of his constituents. The suspect, said to be a British citizen, was quickly arrested. Counterterrorism officials are leading the investigation. CBS's Charlie Daggett reports from London. Stabbed to death inside a church while serving those he cared for most. Uh, and for sure, now, buddy. British police are treating the murder as an act of terror. Sir David Amos was holding an open meeting with constituents when, witnesses say, a man wielding a knife charged in and stabbed the 69-year-old politician multiple times. Emergency teams were quick to respond to the scene in Essex, east of London, but paramedics were unable to save his life. Police arrested a 25-year-old man on suspicion of murder and recovered a knife. Prime Minister Boris Johnson said the entire country was heart-stricken. And the reason I think people are so country. shocked and saddened <laughs> is, above all, he was one of the kindest, nicest, most gentle people in politics. The well, now I'm just starting to think he wasn't. Um, we don't have to go through oh. all that. Well, he's a hardline what? Oh, did he say uh, that? Were they starting to talk about his actual politics? Yes. Oh, that he's a hardline something. 
Here, let's go back just a second. Father of five was a hardline Brexit supporter who had served oh, as a yeah. conservative member of parliament for nearly 100. 40 years. Amos is the second British lawmaker to be killed in just over five years. Damn. Labor MP Joe Cox was shot and stabbed in the street while meeting with her constituents. British police say yeah. it's too early Dude, to discuss guy. a motive once again. The suspect is... That guy's got a face. Um, you, you know what's fucking wild? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the British are still, like, deciding politics through sword fights. That's incredible. <laughs> you, I, I always expected that they'd be that way, but... Taylor's yeah, that time. rules. Well, he was, uh, he was a knight. Um... That's what I'm saying, man. And yeah. I, you know, live by the the kitchen knife, die by the kitchen knife, probably. <laughs> live by the blade, you know. Um, <laughs> so no, no actual tears being uh, being shed here by me personally. Um, yeah. Among many other things, you know, he he voted in favor of the uh, the invasion of. Uh, uh, fuck! What was it? Was it Iraq? Everything. Yeah, the, the invasion <laughs> of Iraq. Um, he uh, he was anti uh, LGBT rights, uh, including equal age of consent. I had to look that up. Uh, apparently, same sex couples could only consent at age twenty one, whereas opposite sex couples, it's uh, sixteen. In the good old well, you UK. gotta try it out for five years, <laughs> you know, to know if you you really yeah. you really want to try something new. Yeah. You know? Um. He also opposed uh, same sex marriage. Um. He was obviously a hardliner on Brexit, as as the uh, news article said. So, you know, hard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just. <laughs> holy shit! Imagine, imagine like having to frankly talk about that in a political venue. It's just like the the, the yeah. five year pussy trial you need to take. Right. Like it's as a man, women have to take the dick trial, of course. The, Jesus, that's so good. Five no, no, years this, different. This, right, yeah. It was if if you were a yeah. same sex couple, you could not consent until twenty one. Right, which yeah. is which implies the no, only no, reason I, that I you would wait that long. You, you right. said the the dick test or whatever. And I was like, oh, maybe he got it backwards. No, yeah. So. No, ladies do the dick test. Right. We 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 boys <laughs> us, would do the the men. other the other kind. Right. The other kind of dick um girl dick so yeah not not the greatest dude ever um no he seems bad hard to feel bad about it you know uh, oh yeah. he was uh he was also a leading member of conservative friends of israel Ooh, that's a good sign as well yeah a lot of good things uh he also re uh, supported the reintroduction of capital punishment Ooh, yeah, kill that guy. I mean, don't do it. I, well, I mean, I mean he's already dead, I guess. Yeah. But um, he supported a uh, prohibition of abortion uh, bill mm. that sought to almost entirely ban abortion. So you're just saying this guy's an American? Like, yeah. He also he did he did improve uh, or campaign for improvements in animal wel welfare and husbandry. He consistently voted to ban fox hunting and hair coursing. Fair enough. Um, he was a patron of the Conservative Animal Welfare Foundation. So, well, friend yeah, of friend of animals, yeah. friend uh, of foxes, <laughs> but minority groups uh, that are human, no. Yeah. Um, 
And then, so the second thing that I wanted to take a look at, have you heard about this Kamala Harris uh, kids video thing? <laughs> I, I have not, but I do need to make one last note on okay. this before yes, we please, move on, please. which is simply that if you've ever spoken to a Londoner, I don't think they want foxes killed in a cruel way. Like no. fox hunting probably don't. But I think that everyone who's ever lived in London wants to kill foxes by the, like, by the bucket. I think they want them put in buckets and then shot. Oh, okay. um, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to speak for course. my Londoners. Yeah, ethically <laughs> shot in a bucket. <laughs> but uh, is there, is but I don't know. So maybe. In, uh... Yeah, yeah. Apparently, apparently, like all fucking night, all you can hear is the sound of, of foxes oh, yowling. Uh, it's very cool. There's a huge fox problem. Didn't, in didn't the uh, I I feel like, and maybe I'm just making this up, but I feel like the the rich like specifically bred like lots of foxes so that they could hunt them more often or something like that i mean it almost has to be true yeah you just make that up and it's true yeah i mean i, I bet yes. if i type it in right now here let's fox let's breeding controversy breed the michael vick of foxes, foxes michael hunt. vick that's his name right uh, michael vick anyway mm. Myth busting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not seeing anything about like them specifically breeding. We'll get back. There's a cool JSTOR article there. Ooh. We'll get back to the uh, listener on this one. We probably won't get back to it. <laughs> it's very, very important. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe when I'm compiling the video, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll I'll put something out on the Instagram story. Uh, so the second thing is the uh, the Kamala Harris kids video, and this is um in uh support of Na national space week or something like that i don't know it's some it's it's some like nasa approved like we love space travel sort of stuff which you know space it's gonna have space lasers uh, isn't it no or nukes no, no? It's, oh, it's it's got maybe an inebriated kamala harris uh talking to ch children okay um it's it's we've all been there it's set up as a very like we randomly selected kids around the country to come to uh washington dc and talk to kamala harris about space sort of stuff and and then they give okay. her like an interview sort of thing um but the problem is that these kids are clearly actors and it's actually come out <laughs> later on that yes they had to audition for this role <laughs> and and it becomes very apparent it's it's like the first time I watched this, I was like, "This is a bad episode of the Magic School Bus." Hell yeah! That we're that we're seeing, and like, it doesn't even have Miss Frizzle. Is it, was it Ms. Yeah, it doesn't Ms. have Ms. any Frizzle. magic girl. Yeah, Miss Frizzle. Yeah, it doesn't have the, the magic. Doesn't have the school bus. Doesn't have Miss Frizzle. Uh, it's not a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead in this video a little bit. Okay. Uh, we're gonna start at the two minute fifteen mark. Um, there's like a, well, you'll see. There's there's a guy from the International Space Station that's like, "Hey kids, what you gotta do next is blah blah blah." <laughs> um. <clears throat> so here they're looking at the uh, the telescope that's in the uh, Naval Observatory in Washington D.C. Um, just uh, tell me tell me if you want it to be paused if you have any insights on anything. Bill, 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 
<laughs> Jeff Chester, who runs the telescope, showed us around. He told us that it works by using lenses on both ends of the tube to help focus the light from things that are far away. Sounds like you need to find some lenses and a tube to build your telescope. Why don't you look around the library and see what you can find? Where's the library? Maybe it's down here. Guys, there it is. These are actors? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe. Impossible. It's, 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 it's going to be really hard to tell the more we go on. And, and especially when we get to the interview portion with Kamala Harris, you're going to be like, wow, <laughs> these are such genuine not preformed questions that like everybody agreed to or or like was scripted or anything you know okay yeah actually i i, I already know the test to tell okay okay if any of these children pronounce her name right they're actors i <laughs> 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 still don't know how i'm pronouncing it wrong i i cannot learn it that's yeah, fine uh, because i'm a racist but Aren't we all? Yeah, you're you're excluded from the K hive. Um, <laughs> let's go to theater mode. People don't have to see my embarrassing recommendations. Why? Why are? <laughs> oh my god! Why are Democrats so bad at like everything. terming things? Yeah. Well, yeah. Also everything, yeah. but like naming things. Build back better. Uh, K hive. Yeah. Fucking love Trump's man. hate. <laughs> <laughs> it does that one's still bad. legendarily bad oh that's course, a fucking yeah. that's a parody movie one yeah oh okay all right um so yeah i mean the the first thing that's going to clue you into maybe these kids aren't like random uh children is they look excited uh to be walking yeah to be walking into a library that doesn't look they're like, not dragging their fucking feet and like yeah. kicking shit down the hall <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't look like a fun library either it looks like an old people library they're gonna find lenses and a tube oh yeah no yeah it's, it's so organic the way they do all this too whoa check this out the expression of there's awe. so many books this place is huge <laughs> let's start looking <laughs> look at that there's so many books <laughs> whoa is that like a necklace or something some magnifying you. glass i think your next challenge is to find and meet the head of the space council i'll give you a hint she actually lives at the naval observatory i want this to be the head of the library yeah. so so Are you hold up hold up first off when they when they lead into this they they ask the question. I wonder who the head of the space at the naval observatory is. I wonder who the head of the space council is. They know, of course. Right? Are you kidding? Oh, the head of the space council is the vice president. Say her name. Kamala Harris is the vice oh! president of the United States. Wait, did they see But she's also the president of the Senate and the head of the space council. Well, welcome, right, you guys. Right. This first. Question. I genuinely can't tell. Did they say it right? Uh, yeah, they they said it right. Okay. Of these are these are kid actors. They did like twenty takes before I mean, they got it right. Now we know you're right. Right. That's what I'm saying. So this first question is just it, it's so organic. Again, I can't stress this enough. It's it's exactly how a child would talk if you put a script in front of them and told them that they had to say this. Excuse me, Miss Harris. Why is that ass so fat? <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> you a Pixar mom? 
Miss, I have no idea Miss where Harris. acid said. I've never looked. What that thing do? Uh, what that thing do? Yeah, see, that's a far, far less problematic version of my yeah. joke. Well, I, I don't care either way. <laughs> we do problematic things here. I think we've uh, we've we've established. Um. So yeah, this this first question. Ready to start? Okay, go. So I may not always be fast to take my parents' advice, but what is the mm. best advice your parents have given you that perhaps you can share? Real, 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 real. I may real, not be real, fast real, to take real. my parents' advice. Something a kid says, like <laughs> not even, not even like convincingly written to like emphasize like ah oh, he's being a little cheeky kid sort of thing, <laughs> like. Hey, I don't really listen to my parents a lot, but what did your parents tell you to do sort of thing? I, I would like to note that I'm full of shit. My parents know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, I may not be quick to take the advice of my parents. However. My superiors. <laughs> yeah. My, my yes. elders. Uh, but, uh, but but I, I love I love her response because uh, this is something that Jeff Bezos uh, said recently that was uh one of those like fucking like hired articles that that's like Jeff Bezos's emotionally intelligent response thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But this is basically and this will this will shook you with the master class about yes. no, emotional like, hyperintelligence. I, I looked up her exact words and the first article was like a Jeff Bezos shows a master class in emotional intelligence and handling criticism. Unbelievable. And this, I love I love it. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Oh, it's just so this good. Is, this is like some live, laugh, level, or live, <laughs> live, laugh, love, live, level. laugh, level, love. <laughs> live, laugh, love, level bullshit that you would see printed on like i don't know a two by two square that some wine mom is like pushed into the corner of the kitchen <laughs> of her uh like a uh, house that she no longer enjoys living in with her it's husband fair. that she's given up on ever loving uh, but you know, you know they're staying together for the kids <laughs> you know what rules about your two by two square yeah. thing is that it could be two inches or two feet yeah no for sure yeah it's believable in either case yeah i love that you know one of the most important pieces of advice that i can offer you guys and i want you she's to she's genuinely really thinking but she's not sure like, never let anybody tell you who you are mm. you tell them oh, so good never never let anyone tell you oh, kamala man. harris is an uncle tom god <laughs> damn that sucks so bad <laughs> oh. oh never take He's... external criticism that you might be a complete <laughs> asshole <laughs> She's she's literally like giving Polonius advice to these poor little Hamlet kids. She, she's she's literally bad. telling them gaslight, gatekeep, and girl yeah. boss children. Gaslight, girl, girl. I can't even say it. It, 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 it it's, becomes it's all, it's all in my these, mouth. These uh, these triplet sort of uh, I don't know yeah. idioms. We're tripping up on them. Gaslight, girl boss. Uh, to thine own self be true <laughs> keep I, 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 sorry yeah never let uh, anybody suggest to you that you are what oh, she's you think you should like, be you tell them who ways. you are and who you know you are yes. and what you oh, intend oh. to be yes so children got that yes yeah. all right i got more advice yeah, <laughs> 
So we wrote out a whole surprising thing you found about being vice president. There have been a lot of things because I've never been vice president before. So there are, <laughs> yeah. there are many new things. But I'll tell you one of the things that I'm really excited about and one of the reasons for our visit and the time we're going to spend time together today is the Space Council. My mom was a scientist, so she would take us to the lab with her like on the weekends and after. Hey, uh, what was your dad, Kamala? <laughs> Perhaps a Marxist scholar. I don't know. You're so old that you have to work long hours, and I just love the idea of exploring the unknown. And then there's other things that we just haven't figured out or discovered yet. To think about so much that's out there that we still have to learn. Like I love that. I love that, and so I'm very excited about the Space Council. We're going to learn so much. Um, as we increasingly, I think, are curious and interested in the potential for the discoveries and the work we can do in space. So that's one of the things I'm most excited about. Sorry, I blacked out okay. there for like a minute. Oh, yeah, no, this is, uh, I have... this is fine. Yeah. Few Did she space. say words? Did she continue <laughs> just saying words? Because I like this it just is, it was uh, white noise. Buddha Gigan uh, word salad, uh, but with yeah. positive vibes, you know? It's very cool. That's very, very cool. Anyways. I don't even have a joke. Like, I literally blacked out. No, that's fair. <laughs> I yeah. just have yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to see. You're going to literally see the craters on the moon with your own eyes. Oh, my goodness. With your own oh eyes. Goodness. I'm telling you, it is going to be. So, like, this is a little bit unhinged, right? Yeah, fake excitement is fucking scary, dude. Like, it's so, so uncomfortable. Oh, no, no, no. Like, you can do like fake Like, this excitement. level of it. Yeah, no, you can do fake yeah, excitement. Like, but oh, when you thanks, get to... Grandma, but, like... You're gonna it, see yeah. with your own eyes, children. <laughs> on the moon. <laughs> it's the kind of excitement that only a politician or, like, an HR manager is capable of. And she's both. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh... Man, that sucks. Unbelievable. So that's one of the things we can do here too, which makes it so exciting. So that's what we're gonna do. You guys ready to go over there? Yeah. Oh, come on, let's go. Honestly, we then headed to the I'm sick of these fucking kids' softball questions. Man. I, I was gonna say, like, not one thing about like truancy law. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. About busing. Yeah. Oh, when yes. you grilled Joe yes. Biden on the debate stage about busing and accused him of being racist, why did you then sign on to be his <laughs> vice president? <laughs> so that's all we need to watch about that. Um, that's that's very I, cool. Do they ever end up on the moon? Uh, you know, I I couldn't I couldn't stand watching it much further. Um, that's kind of where I if, stopped if watching it. If these kids don't land on the moon at some point. Then they really they waste an opportunity. Yeah, no, they don't land on the moon. I'm, I'm kind of just going through the. Uh, they look at the moon at one point. It appears, but um, yeah, let's let's. That's what that's what the U.S. should do. You know, like the space race. We got to bring it back because we have to yeah. be, you know, Putin. Uh, and so what we have to do is, you know, we already they put a dog in space, and you know, when there's satellites, and we put a man on the moon and stuff. We got to put a group of five tokenized various diverse children on the moon dead or alive i say but but we need to take these diverse children and place them on the moon okay i think i think i'll prove it i just i just found some more i i agree with what you said um, 
<laughs> I think uh, I, I think uh, I just found some more um some more Kamala Harris unhinged excited oh, uh, fuck yeah they're just staring directly into the sun <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> I don't think that's what they're doing though what we have designed I mean look at the design of this thing and the people and the smart people and the scientists and the engineers came up with the idea that if you build something that looks like that you can see the sun yeah and you can see the moon right well wait till you guys see the moon I'm telling you I just I don't know what it is about those craters on the moon <laughs> always dream with ambition have big dreams You'll remember that? Yes. yes. All right. I'll see you later. See you. Remember Once what? Sunset, we were know. finally able to see the moon. Whoa. Oh my gosh. I can't believe how close it looks. I can see the craters. There's one crater that's almost 1,600 miles in I, diameter. I do enjoy Kamala's like fixation on the craters of the moon for some reason. She's She said that... You're going to see the craters on the moon with your own eyes. And then she goes into like. It's because she's an empty vessel for like yeah, the, no, there's, the there's blood some of Paul. Yeah, there's right? some kind of psychoanalysis, eh, yeah, psychoanalysis <laughs> that could be done here. Like, look at all those big craters, children. Think of all the blood that we could store in those craters. <laughs> Think of, think of the apocalyptic drone war that had to occur to cause all those craters across its surface. Yeah, uh, my rules. That's very cool. So it's bigger than it's all the cool. states we come from combined. Seeing wow. up close was incredible and made us all want to keep I mean, curious cool. and exploring space with our telescopes at home. And share what we were seeing with our families. I can't wait to keep exploring with my telescope. Maybe I can see so, Mars. Congratulations, Get Curious team. You did it. Remember, the moon isn't the only awesome thing to discover in space. You can also see the Milky Way or Mars. And those well, are the ones those we are know. the three things in The space. universe is full of new discoveries <laughs> oh. to be made, and maybe you'll be the ones to make those discoveries. Just so, get curious, and who knows what you'll discover. <laughs> Anyways, that's. I mean, like, cool kids, science, need more kids like science. That's oh, all yeah, fine. You're, you're advocating cool. for more STEM, really care. STEM graduates. Is that what you're looking for? Uh, I'm advocating for more graduates, <laughs> <laughs> but like, but oh, the, the thing that's perturbing to me, graduates here, let's just, uh -oh. um, the thing that's really perturbing to me about this is that I'm not even sure entirely if these children, I mean, it's obviously staged, yeah. but I don't know if they're entirely acting. I think that these five children are just going to grow up to be her. No, that's that's probably you know, true. Yeah, they, like these are just again empty children who like it's like hereditary, <laughs> empty, right? Empty children. It's, they're they're these empty <laughs> soulless children. Slain, she's gonna jump to one of their bodies. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm saying, right? Is that like it's it's someone's grandma is inside of each of those children and like puppeting their corpses, which is why they speak like that, yeah. right? So I may I don't not know. be fast I'm... to take my parents' advice, but I assure you, Kamala, <laughs> I am a willing vessel for your spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Please pass me the sweetmeats. Uh, so yeah, I'm on the yeah. Uh, on the subject. So what's he doing? What's he doing? Of, uh, uh, on the subject of uh, more graduates, uh, Joe Biden has announced that. Uh, 
free community college seems to be on the chopping block of the uh the infrastructure bill yeah who, who would have ever guessed that was gonna happen ah we gotta make hey jack you know you gotta make some negotiations and sometimes it's all the good stuff and what you keep in is anything that'll help uh help corporations make more money um also don't like i don't understand uh, i <sighs> Uh, sorry, my brain shut feel down it, for no, a second. Feel it out. It's okay, man. This, this, is, this, just, this just keeps happening. Safe space. It's, this is a crazy theory. Okay. okay. They don't want to get it done. Is that what the theory is? Well, I mean, that, <laughs> oh, okay. that might be part of it. Okay, that might ahead. be part sorry, of it. Sorry. But I, I feel as if, um, you know, theoretically what a government is supposed to do is like take care of the people and like maybe even like not even take care of them but like make the, com- the country more efficient for p- causes right like yeah. making bombs and stuff um right i feel like they don't even care about that no they can they can it's outsource like, it yeah they don't even care if we have enough graduates to staff raytheon no well we can import them. We can import them, or we can have the existing ones live forever, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Download them um, into AI and, net, networks. Right. And, and I, I mean, but the fact of the matter is that, like, the the upper class people are still going to go to college yeah. and be fine. And then the middle class people are still going to go to college and then eventually pay off some of the well, debt you know, it, uh, and it'll be more than what they took out and the poor will just die and that's the way that yeah, we want you only, it you only need no. one person to like design the bomb and then like a hundred people who you know press a button or like attach a wire you know they they do these individualized little tasks mm-hmm. that lead to a completed bomb and then you only I, need, I will... you only need a couple of thousand people to like drop the bomb onto <laughs> right that's true that is true yeah uh, I will say, uh, and I'm not going to like say who it was or anything because because of laws and ethics. But I uh, I had to work with and for uh, an elderly man oh, okay. during the final days of his life who had some part in constructing and designing the first set of ICBMs. Oh. Uh, and I will I'll let you I'll give you one guess about uh what he felt really bad about when he was dying (laughs) he didn't spend enough time with his children no 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 he developed the icbm (laughs) oh he felt bad about that he felt bad about that yeah you know i was expecting um, some some different kind of answer uh to be honest no because success in one of these fields is uh fucking criminal (laughs) um well, and it's like, not, you know, not all the people that do it are sociopaths apparently like surprise you know we, we like to talk about you know operation paperclip right and mm-hmm. how we took all these german scientists that devised these horrific you know devices of war and killing and torture but we don't really talk about like you know whether or not they feel felt felt bad about it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's at least interesting because i feel like I feel like I've, I've known a whole lot of people who who think they're like dead hearted enough to like do shit, you no. know, and and they're dead hearted enough to do something like, you know, uh, 
middle management at a Walmart. Yeah. Or something like, like they're able to perform that kind of cruelty, but then <laughs> you, 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 you place them into a role where they, they think they're going to be just as like dead eyed and like heartless as they, they think they are everywhere else. And then suddenly their conscious, their, their conscience kicks in. Like See, I'm that's, sure that's that exists where... in the military occasionally. Right. I, I would, but, I would assume so. I, I've not done the just... research on that. Um, the the problem that these people who you know feel like they they're dead inside enough to to you know perform that kind of work the problem is that they're dead inside what they need to be is like kamala harris which is very much performative alive <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna say the the vessel of five children <laughs> no, because that's no, how i'm no, building no. this this you, this you uh, fantasy to be in my able head. to perform that yeah obvious you know fake enthusiasm for things I mean, that's how you make it right yeah. is is that kind of performance but that kind of performance only occurs when you are dead inside uh, mm. but i mean at least part way like dying yeah because because she's clearly like got the uh the like girl boss, you know, like I am a powerful woman and it doesn't matter what I do as long as I succeed sort of, sort of mentality thing going. And you think that's because she's a complete person? No, I or... think it's because she's a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I don't think it's like a dead inside sociopathy. I think it's like a, like a very fiery, like, wants to see what what she can do and I, can get away with sort of sociopathy yeah i i mean I, I i would love someone that like knows more about psychology than us uh to like give us no, their no, take no, no, no. but we, i i, I know feel everything like that we need to. <laughs> that is true <laughs> we're we're smart boys uh but but i my impression of sociopathy has largely been that like it's not necessarily that there's anything additional there that makes them in any way different. Like there might be, yeah, I mean, e even the kindest person in the world can be like full of rage. Right. Sure. Um, and so a sociopath is generally someone that's, they, that is only missing something, right. That it just, some part is missing. Uh, not a, anything is necessarily additive. And so whenever I see someone like Kamala, she might have like sad clown syndrome. Like she might be Pagliacci in the end with the whole like, you know, <laughs> she, she goes home and then fucking weeps. Yeah. But or, no, she she does a hysterical cry. She is not a weeper. She is a fucking yeah, like, I mean, meltdown it's, full on her face. See, that's what I'm saying. There's, um, there's so much life there. It's not but, like a like a dead. I think it happens sorrow. in flashes, though. Maybe. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, it's like a landscape of humanity, not, not just like <laughs> one, got, one figure. we got to talk um, about her peaks if we're going to talk about her valleys, you know? That's true. That's true. But I, I do want to point out what I, what I said before, but I feel like we kind of glossed over, oh, yeah. uh, which was my discovery, uh, because it is a discovery, it's not just an invention of mine, that those children are uh, Kamala Harris's phylacteries. Yes, probably true. Or Horcruxes. I what whatever the kids are saying. I mean, the is Horcrux, a Horcrux just in Harry Potter, or yeah, is that from elsewhere? As far as I can tell, is just because it's just it, a flattery, right? Yeah, everything that J.K. Rowling did and why I never got invested in her books is uh, she just took is this rename shit. Yeah, she just took a bunch of like commonly accepted kind of folklore and like fantasy stuff yeah. from like Dungeons and Dragons and just like let me slap shitty pig Latin on it. Um, <laughs> That 
I'm not wrong. Dumb motherfucker. But th- this no. is exactly you know everything she fucking did, and that's why her books yes. suck, and she never should have been respected. And uh, finding I, out that I she's a turf is the least disappointing thing about her. I mean, honestly, uh, if if a if someone can be born male and transition into becoming female, yeah, then um, you know, well, no, sorry, other way around. I think that if a phylactery is able to become a horcrux, <laughs> okay. then a man should be able to become a woman. Yeah. If you can just take right? anything you want from like... And make it anything you want. She's already postmodernist, yeah. right? If you can take anything you want from way better authors and way more imaginative people and just rename it and call it your own little universe. and it's uh, T.S. Eliot said that. It's uh, uh, good <laughs> poets borrow great poets or J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We've uh we've yeah. dilly dallied around for for thirty five oh, minutes. Uh, oh yeah, we made promises to d- people. Dicking around. Do, about do we want to tell people where this came from? Like what? Where this occurred to uh, us? We somebody that we are friends with. Um, actually, it's a. Uh, does he go by his real name on the the bringing down the grindhouse thing? Yeah. 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 Mitch. Mitch from bringing down the grindhouse had a birthday. Uh, he invited us to it. Mm. What a what a Bad choice, choice yeah. buddy. So we showed up. We I had been drinking all day already, um, and then Oops. I showed up with a bottle of uh, Johnny Walker Red. Uh, you had a bunch of beer. We proceeded to get shit housed, and then we decided to start talking about insane conspiracy theories that we have. Uh, yours being about concrete, mine being about um, why it's good that terrorists blow up big buildings. (laughs) 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 Yours is maybe a little bit more rational. It's not. It's not like a truther thing. It's like a. It's like a. It's okay type thing. Yeah. No. It's. It's more of a more of like a resource allocation like economic yeah. sort of uh critique of buildings right. like the world trade center for instance right um right and and other buildings so so we're going to talk about concrete first because these these two subjects are intrinsically linked in my my opinion uh and you're uh if you want to if you want to i didn't i didn't want to like spill what your theory is because i think you could probably word it better than i can even though i kind of nominally know what it is uh so so your theory which is you know kind of the building blocks literally of what eventually (laughs) becomes you know uh my my role in this uh this uh uh theory discussion we're having right um it's it's difficult to say where to start with this, but but long story short, all of my <laughs> you should start at the thesis and then work your way. Start at the thesis, yeah. So so all of my graduate work uh, was centered around this uh, theory uh, that I have, which is that there is only nominal difference between living and non-living matter. Right. Uh, and that it's more of a continuum uh, or a spectrum than it is like, you know, strict delineations. And that we see inside of non-living or abstract matter, uh, be that information or something like concrete, we see these same biological mechanisms that we generally, or something like these biological evolutionary mechanisms that we generally only give credit to biological ones. 
Um, and so one of the examples that I have used is that, uh, and this it, it gets increasingly crazier sounding, I think that concrete is a parasitic organism that is eventually going to sterilize the biosphere and that it wants to do that because it's good for its reproduction. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> we, we don't have the people here that would react to that in a, in a weird yeah. way. So it's just, you know, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, should I just walk through the whole thing? Yeah, then? yeah, yeah. Start a square right. one, man. I'm, I'm for right. this. I, I agree completely. So do you, do you know off the top of your head, I mean, th there, there is a uh, contemporary building material that we have kind of named after this. Um, but uh, do, you, do you know what kind of stone concrete is uh, or, or cement is, is supposed to be modeled after? Um, shit, what is it? It's uh... mm, not off the top of my head, no. It's a, it's a stone that you find in the British Isles, and it's it's related to limestone. It's a type of limestone, but it's called yeah. Portland stone. Okay. Uh, just like how we have contemporaneously, like Port, Portland concrete, Port, Portland cement. Right, yeah. Um, and okay. so Port, Portland stone is this essentially uh, uh, concretization <laughs> of, <laughs> of carbon dioxide gas with calcium ions. Yep. Uh, and... Um, the way that it forms is it, it only forms in the water. Uh, and the way that it does this is that when water warms, uh, its ability to hold on to carbon dioxide ends up reducing, and the carbon dioxide ends up linking with calcium ions. Uh, and can we guess where calcium ions come from or calcium in general in the water would come from? Uh, it comes from, you have a guess? Uh, I was going to shit post and say fish bones, but go ahead. Yes. Oh, yes, really? fish bones, shells, dead sea life <laughs> is is one of the one of the primary ways that, the dark, that like hey maybe enough right. stuff has died that uh, fish bone calcium I don't know <laughs> exactly and so fish bones shells of course there are some also like just existing mineral calcium that's exposed to the water um, so the carbon dioxide as the water ends up warming ends up attaching to the ion the calcium ions produced by these mass fish die-offs and things like that, and that it literally ends up concretizing somewhere in, in the water as this rock, as Portland stone. Um, and or it, it, it produces the uh, key constituents of limestone in general. Um, and then uh, from there, the limestone ends up converting can to I, Portland can stone. Can I make a quick observation? Yeah. Of all of the things to like model our primary building material out of, this is what we chose. Just I mean, there are good reasons for that, right? No, 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 no. But like, um, just beige, like, boring <laughs> shit. Well, it was um, Portland stone is a little whiter than than concrete generally is, and yeah. so it's a little bit prettier. Like when you think of Portland stone, you're thinking of something like the Parthenon, um, sure, right. like yeah, a yeah. lot, a lot prettier. Like looks almost a little bit. It's like cheap marble. Yeah, um, but it's true. also like soft enough that you can cut it with shit. It's pretty heavy, but it's not as heavy as other stones. Mm -hmm. And so concrete and, uh, you know, what we're kind of modeling after and in fact, making it out of, we'll get into that in a second because yeah. it's, it's, it's really funny. It's like, um, what we end up doing with concrete is it, it 
it's akin to saying like, oh God, we need more workers. And so I'm going to take Mike and I'm going to put him into a blender and then I'm going to make a new person out of him. <laughs> because just, just add some Mike filler to it. And uh, right. now, we've, now we've got more Mike. And, and so so the way the way that we end up making concrete uh, or cement is we take calcium carbonate mm-hmm. uh, from limestone, uh, generally speaking, we put it into this rotating kiln at a temperature that should not exist. I get anxious thinking about this. It, it's 1400 degrees Celsius, which what is that in Fahrenheit? I, I looked it up once and I had like a panic attack. Uh, 2,552 uh, Fahrenheit. Not a temperature that should exist. It's no. not a thing that we should be allowed to do. Uh, and I've, I've of heard course, that like around 160 is when a person starts to like just not be able to live at all. Right, right. You don't, I don't want to live at like yeah. 90, you know, so. No, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but, but like <laughs> physically you just can't even yeah. live at 160. I think it is. Fucking insane. And and of course, this takes like a, a ludicrous amount of fossil fuels in order to to uh, perform this process. Um, and and what this process is, is this kiln ends up producing these things called clinkers. And clinkers are essentially they're vitrified ash. And what I mean by vitrified is it turned into glass. And so all this stuff is then ground down and then it's used as the primary component of Portland cement. Um, and so when you have clinkers coming out, you have carbon dioxide exiting the other end, right? And so, uh, of course, on, this is carbon dioxide in addition to the carbon dioxide that's off-led uh, off by the fuel burning. And so we have a huge amount of carbon dioxide escaping, uh, as well as when uh, the Portland cement, when it's, when it's actually setting, when it's curing and drying, that also... Uh, uh, off gases with the carbon dioxide. Yeah. So it's constantly producing. Uh, and carbon and, and dioxide keeping... is something that we should not breathe, correct? We probably shouldn't. In small amounts, it's fine, but it's also the thing that makes the world warm yeah. uh, and all that. But the 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 worst part about all of this is that I think I don't think people realize how much cement we make. Um, oh, no, we'll, we'll get into that later with some of these buildings. Yeah. And, but, but just as a general idea, and we've been doing this for as long as human beings have been building like large buildings. Yeah. Uh, again, like the Parthenon, which is like not all naturally occurring stone, like a lot of it is uh, uh, produced. Um, but we, we, use more limestone in order to produce concrete than any other material on the face of the earth. Yeah. We use, we make more concrete than we cut down trees, um, more than we fish, more than anything, except for water. Water is the only thing that we use more of. Um, and so we, the, the second most used uh, uh, resource on the planet is, is, is made through processing it at, at almost 3000 degrees Fahrenheit, yeah. which, which is, is fucking which is insane. Naturally occurring temperature on. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, 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 and so like the, the amount of fossil fuels that have to be used for that, right. Is, is insane. Um, and so what does the carbon dioxide gas cause, right? It, it warms the atmosphere 
and it also ends up re-entering into the water. And right. what does Portland stone need in order to be made? You need carbon dioxide, warm water, and calcium ions. And so we have all the stuff we use to make Portland stone ends up releasing into the atmosphere, or the Portland cement, released into the atmosphere, enters into the water. The water can't hold it very well because it's starting to get hotter and hotter and hotter. Yep. It also kills the fish when it gets hotter. So it produces more calcium ions and more carbon dioxide and more of the stone ends up forming uh, in the earth so that we can then strip it back up again in this limestone in order to make more cement. And so um, it's convenient that this is the most commonly non-water resource, commonly used non-water resource that we have because it's also maybe the only one that invents more of itself the more we use it, mm -hmm. right? Like it, it literally is, it's breeding, right? Yeah. It's this ter terrible cyclical process. And also consider the fact that everything that we end up using it for also accelerates this because we, the, the world that we've built is made of concrete. Uh, and, and just the development of something like a concrete ramp that allows a vehicle to drive up it is another way of accelerating this warming and the, uh, the, the creation of new Portland stone uh, under the water. Sure. And so all of this is concrete becoming more and more reproductively successful <laughs> and producing more and more of itself. Um, and so the, the last kind of thing that I wanted to, uh, to, to point out uh, with, you know, all that like crazy flattening and, and, and warming and all this apocalyptic shit that's, that's occurring with this and how it's actually accelerating and how it's never going to stop itself. It's only going to make itself worse is this idea that is not as commonly spoken about as it should be. And it's kind of creepy to me, but this is, this is an idea as old as like the Karen Smith model, which is decades old, which is the idea that there is such a thing as chemical evolution, like abiotic chemical evolution. It doesn't even necessarily have to be organic, organic being uh, connected to carbon molecules, right? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily living. And, and what, what I mean by this is that in the Karen Smith model, you see uh, clay crystals going ahead and reproducing themselves and making themselves more complex over time, simply because of the fact that they are sitting within this like little pool of water and the constituent parts of themselves. And so it's not just that we have things like genes which reproduce and reproduce themselves wrong and lead to evolution, but chemicals themselves do that exact same thing. And you also see this occurring, which is what my, my thesis was more about. This was like kind of a precursor practice round for that, where you see the same thing occurring with data sets. You see the same thing occurring with computer systems. Yeah. And so we have this weird living matter or living non-matter that exists on the two extremes of human life that we choose to kind of ignore. And both of them are looking for ways to kind of maybe ease us out or change our position, right? The abstract biomass and the like literally concrete, like uh, uh, non-living quote, quote biomass uh, are, are both accelerating and developing themselves. And um, ultimately maybe the world is meant for them, not for us. Um, Damn, but homie. That's my general shtick. <clears throat> concrete bad. <laughs> it ugly smell bad it makes water warm if you're you're looking at the uh, stream fishy. but uh oh i'm not i i had notes yeah i was, I was I just uh, 
I was going through um like gifts and stuff like that. For for some reason, whenever I pulled up the the image that I downloaded, uh, I was hearing static on your green concrete. No idea. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, no, uh, green concrete. Uh, this is uh, one of my favorite things that in any time you uh, uh, well, I guess not you, you the uh, uh, you as you as in Dorian, but uh. Anytime there's the discovery that, oh, hey, this thing that we make is like horrible for the environment or something like that, there always pops up this, ah, but we can make it green uh, sort of of mentality. Greenwashing. Yeah, literally. And we'll we'll talk about that with buildings as well, because it's it's an interesting... uh again like like i said this, your 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 theory is is the the foundation <laughs> of uh of kind of what i get into with buildings um you know it, it was interesting that you were talking about like how you know building a concrete ramp leads to you know the ability for a vehicle to go up it and so now we've got like that pollution happening on top of the other pollution uh, you talked about computers and and data sets as well. Um, one of the uh, many um, video essays I'm, I'm sort of tinkering around with is about how uh, computers are. Uh, we we have this conception of computers as being like hyper intelligent sort of things. No, they're just very fast idiots. Yes, right? extremely fast idiots, and and you know going into like the electronic theory behind all that. So, um, the faster we we keep making computers, the more idiot uh, fastness we have. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's much the same and with concrete. You know, you uh, you build a concrete building, and now you need the concrete infrastructure to get to the concrete building. Or I mean. <laughs> Obviously, the infrastructure right. to get there happens first, but you have the envision of, oh, I need to build this big concrete building. So now I have to build a road to that area so that I can build the concrete building and then uh, the concrete f- facilities that surround it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, can, can I point out one one thing really quick? Sure. It's, it's that the... It, concrete is such a good parasite um, for human beings that think of how much like so minimum wage in the united states is 725 an hour mm-hmm. right concrete when you make it into a parking structure each space makes higher than minimum wage yeah yeah it's insane right like it's we we are more willing to pay into this <laughs> than into a human being we, right? we would rather it's, pay concrete to just sit there and fucking do nothing yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess they they I'm sure a lot of rich people would pay a premium to park on top of a poor person. I, so <laughs> I'm almost certain that's happening in some corner I'm of the sure. world right now. Anyway, yeah. So so building these this infrastructure for other infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. Um another thing. Um concrete isn't even necessarily like the best building material. Um it's it's really good for the applications that we use it in, but I'm going to make the case that we shouldn't use, <laughs> or we shouldn't have these applications in the first place. Um, the fair? 
I I don't think that either one of us would say concrete shouldn't exist at all. I think you just you know there's there's got to be like a metered use of it. Just chill um, the fuck out, guys. Just chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you know I I do a lot of research on um buildings and like building small structures and stuff like that and you know a lot of times what people will do when they're building small structures is they'll have like a couple of concrete pillars. And and that's all they need for their foundation. Um, so other than that, like, and, and even that's kind of going away uh, and some of them, like small stru- structure building. Uh, now, mm. now we've got like ground screws, which are literally just like giant screws that you put into the ground that are like. And that's actually, more fun, dude. Yeah, that's right? cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's get into the building stuff, I guess, unless you have more you wanted to talk about with the uh, concrete. That's, that's the basic gist. Yeah, we can move on. Okay. I think I think my conversation is going to bring up more stuff. Hell yeah. Uh, so my theory is that um, buildings uh, should never be big, and the bigger <laughs> no, you, no <laughs> the bigger you build a building, uh, the worse it gets. And um, not not only is it uh like just bad for the environment i guess um but it's like a waste of materials um a lot of these mega structures end up uh abandoned or not used uh nearly as much as as their square footage would would uh lend the ability for use Uh, a lot lot of vacancies a lot of uh, infrastructure issues that pop up the second you start building something you know my 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 like hot take on this is if uh you decide that you want to build a building higher than like three or four stories you should just scrap that idea and redesign it um and even that i i think in a lot of applications is like pushing it um so You talked about uh, <laughs> the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for the climate impact of uh, concrete. Um, I found this interesting article, and and you know I was originally kind of looking up like the energy consumption of like the World Trade Center and stuff like that, and there's some pretty mm. pretty troubling statistics. Um, so one of the points how I was much making, energy was used by Building Seven. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, cool. exactly. <laughs> How much energy did we put into uh, Building Seven? Um, <laughs> so, so one of the things that I was talking about while I was drunk at this party was the sheer amount of energy it takes just to get water service up to the top floor of like a hundred and ten story building. Uh, right. I didn't recall offhand how many stories the World Trade Center original buildings were, uh, but a hundred billion, a hundred and ten about... stories. Um, 13, 1350, no, 1360 feet, uh, roughly, uh, from tip to tip. Um, <laughs> I, I looked up some statistics, uh, okay. well, not statistics. I looked up some engineering cal- calculators and I did some math and in order to, let's say at the top floor of the world trade, the old world trade center buildings, you wanted to, I don't know, flush a couple of toilets uh, every hour. Um, the <laughs> the energy cost, uh, if those buildings were still up today, the kilowatt hour cost to run a pump that would push water all the way up to the top of that building 
just for like I'm like I'm saying, just for flushing a couple of toilets every hour uh, was two hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Jesus, just Christ. to do that, just to accomplish the, that the task of flushing a couple of toilets here and there per hour. And I don't, I so hear me out. Okay, this sounds barbaric, <laughs> but it's actually very funny. Um, why didn't we just install medieval poop chimneys? You're telling me, brother. Uh, <laughs> like, so, like and, a, and mind you, imagine mind you, a hundred and ten story outhouse. Yeah. So, like I said, that's that's just for flushing a couple of toilets on the top floor. Uh, when you uh, when you imagine that that's just for the top floor. Now yeah. multiply that by you know 110 times. Obviously, there's there's a coefficient. There like there's that, a gradient, right? Yeah, there's a gradient there, but it's the same pumping system. So really, actually, kind of not because uh, yeah, gravity exists, and you know everything's going to uh, have to fill its way down. So so we're talking about you know like probably thousands of dollars per hour just just to flush some fucking toilets in this building. Um. <clears throat> the the other thing that I found that was interesting, and I knew that this would dovetail kind of nicely into your your talk about uh, the uh, climate impacts, is this uh, this puff piece that I found, and um, it's from it's from the time that you know everybody's trying to recover from nine eleven, and we're we're talking about rebuilding on <laughs> on the same grounds of nine eleven. And this is a uh, popular science. And uh, the, the article is how the greenest skyscraper complex ever is rising out of the rubble of the World Trade Center. I, I am sorry, but I can't get out of my mind the uh, the final scene of Poltergeist. Yeah. Why is that? You only moved the gravestones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why didn't you move the bodies? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, actually, yeah, no, no, that's great. Um, I didn't remember that line. Uh, uh, so on September 11th, 2001, the World Trade Center transformed from a pair of gleaming towers into a carcinogenic pile of smoldering rubble that's still killing people. Yeah. Um, couple of guesses of why it's carcinogenic <laughs> concrete among other building materials that are used um so much shit. what kind of insulation is that full of too like i, I have no idea and yeah. I'm, I, I didn't look too deeply into like what exactly the world trade center was made out of um but you know one of the biggest things is just building dust in general uh, yeah drywall not good to inhale right um ceiling tiles you know those fucking drop ceiling tiles mm -hmm. those are made out of stuff that you shouldn't inhale it's all particulates that you know can be carcinogenic or can at least give you some kind of you know inhalation related uh illness um yeah and then you know all the all the refrigerants for the massive hvac infrastructure that's there those are right. all uh poisonous uh to some extent um yeah there's, there's i'm sure just like one glob of that great stuff expanding silicone yeah. if you just lit that on fire you would just everyone would With, die without a doubt yeah that's and, so spooky and uh <laughs> <laughs> maintenance is uh, maintenance is one of the big issues um when you build a building that's 110 stories tall 
Uh, you know, you get uh, rainwater intrusion, things like that, things that lead to mold growth. Uh, we'll, we'll look into a couple of buildings that are experiencing that. Um, the maintenance costs per story increases so much. And, and you know, I'm not an anti-maintenance jobs kind of guy because I work in the maintenance field. Uh, but you also increase the risk to those, to those people uh, substantially the more you build a building up, you know, you got to think about like, and you know, just the simple act of washing the windows on the outside. I was about to say, imagine the like the, the amount of of carelessness required for society to build structures that large and have someone wash the outside. That's that's (laughs) there's no, there's no thought to the consequences (laughs) of building a building that tall. By the way, we're going to have some like Chinese communists get really angry at us here. It's going to be very funny. Can fucking go. And you know what? I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna pull up just because you said that. Oh, the tankies. Oh, yeah. Just to piss off the tankies, I'm gonna pull up. Uh, what is it? R- Rio Gyeong uh, Hotel in North Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, just a massive fucking waste of concrete. Uh, which, which you know, if you're if you're a pro-communist uh, DPRK stan, um, let's go ahead and talk about why they wasted all that fucking con- concrete uh, to make a giant structure that's now abandoned. Real cool, guys. Concrete, I'm, I'm sure baby. it's just propaganda that it's abandoned. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, you know, there's, there's what I love about, you know, anytime one of these skyscrapers goes up, there's a, there's a huge, uh, like, uh, propaganda push, you know? So we're talking about the greenest skyscraper that's ever existed. And it's like, okay, the greenest, uh, chemical pollutant that's ever been made, right? right? Right. Uh, The, the carcinogens of this building, uh, I don't know, make, or have less of an impact on the environment than most uh, carcinogens would or whatever. Yeah, it's it's carbon offset, but because we put right. a fucking fruit tree on top of the building. So there's there's a couple of wonderful things that I would like to point out here. Um, okay. Energy Ready conservation and production. One means of achieving the achieving these goals is daylighting, which thankfully, uh, well, I don't know what the fucking joke here is actually. Um, if enough daylight is coming into the window, it automatically dims the interior light. So this is like a lighting control wow. thing that like, yeah, it's just a sensor that just like goes, oh, there's light coming in. I'll turn myself down a little bit. Um, every space within 15 feet of the facade will be equipped with dimming devices. Wonderful. So we're only talking about, you know, like a certain square footage around the perimeter to begin with. Uh, it's just one of those things, and and this is actually in a lot of like lighting code now. Is you have to have things like this on like street lights and shit like that. There's there's a joke somewhere around here about like a light, like a a daylighting mechanism that's malfunctioning and begins to gaslight you. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's that is something I was gonna get into. Is um, you know, so many building uh architects have been sold on these kind of things and Mm. first off the the offset of having all of these additional control devices versus like um the the most energy energy saving thing you can do is install a light switch that people actually use or an automatic switch that like responds to like movement and goes okay i'll turn the lights on now 
Um, these dimming devices do very little to actually like change the impact of energy usage. And then also because you have all of these additional sensors and controls, uh, you have to produce all those sensors and controls, which is obviously going to impact the environment in some way. And then they go bad all the time. And then what happens after 10 or so years, like what's happened in a lot of the facilities that I work on, is those devices are no longer made and they're no longer compatible with the control systems. So now you have to replace right. entire control systems on top of, you know, like like you just want to replace one of these these dimming light sensors. And it turns out, oh, if I want to do that, now I have to replace them all. So what ends up happening is if you don't want to replace them all because you don't have the budget for it, you just install a regular fucking light switch. Um, back to square one on that. Uh, breathing easier, easier. Uh, during construction, the complex is requiring its contractors to use only low sulfur diesel fuels, a clean diesel that reduces nitrogen oxide and particulate emissions and is considered one of the cleanest, comparatively speaking, fuels available. Um, uh. I I just love the idea of like clean clean fossil fuels. Um, of course, yeah. Because you know it, it invariably is just like oh yeah, this is a fossil fuel, but not as bad, and that's that's like the best. Um, harvesting the rain, uh, part of their uh, so they they use like rainwater conservation to feed into these uh, centrifugal chillers that they use. These are the chillers they've got. I don't know. You can tell. They're those are chillers. Yeah. They're chilling. So uh these are one we're, of the we're more, like grillers. Uh, these are one of the more efficient ways to cool a space, but we're talking about um I don't know, it's it's like one point four million square feet of like or one point eight million square feet of uh uh space that you're trying to cool well yes, square feet. So that's not even considering cubic feet, which is how right. you actually measure uh, power usage in HVAC. Um, so I don't know what the, you know, actual dimensions are, but you know, that's a lot of square well, by footage. what, like nine per room. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. So yeah. yeah. Per, per floor. Square footage is just fucking, or uh, cubic footage would just be fucking yeah. insane comparatively. Um, so yeah. And then they talk about reusing a bunch of stuff. Uh, so here's uh, some facts. Uh, <laughs> before we get into the world trade center facts yeah. uh can uh can you can you click on that uh that link that i just sent you guys or, or sent you yeah uh because i know like th that building very impressive that it's able to cool itself uh and it's able to do all this i sent it to the general yeah yeah but this one can melt cars and sell buildings on fire yeah. And this guy's built multiple this this architect has designed multiple buildings that do yeah, this. Yeah, he, uh, he made one. It's the uh I think it's now the Disney Opera. Uh is it? in in LA. Vignali or what or whatever the fuck his name is. I don't quite remember. Um but yeah, it's it's this curvilinear fucking building that works as a lens. And right. so if you park your car in the wrong place or you stand yeah, Rafa, napping in the Rafael right place. Vin Vignoli. Vignoli. He, and, and it just it like sends a beam down and just lights shit on fire right um and, and so, i just love and that so it's literally you know like um like when you're burning ants <laughs> right <laughs> uh when these buildings are built they're they're made by super rich people or or conglomerates of super rich people and they do shit 
that ends up melting cars. Uh, this is a, this is a picture or a video of a oh man, a peacock original. <laughs> Nobody watches peacock. Skyline is causing a big problem. It's a shiny new 37-story tower in the financial that district. Looks that looks dumb as fuck. Apparently, yeah, due it, it to cars like, parked it, below, it looks completely out of fucking place compared to like the other like old architecture buildings around there. It's just Imagine like, just ruining London with that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's already ruined, yeah. uh, obviously, but like you have this like old ass city, and you it, just build this yeah. this curvy monster. Low, what a magnifying glass can do to a bug if you're a kid. The mirrored building focuses such intense heat, it melted parts of a car parked beneath it. For now, scaffolding will keep cars out of the intense beam of concentrated sunlight. So that'll get into a subject that I'm going to talk about a little bit later, but uh, go ahead. Right. No, like one of the other ones, maybe it was the one you were talking about before, but one of the other ones that he's built, and he's, I don't know why he's built multiple of these. It's, it's like by a pool. And so they have to like put all up a, up a bunch of shit. Like all, all these people are just hanging out by this pool, uh, not, not trying not to get lit on fire. Yeah. But I, the, the thing that I, I love most about this is that, you know, like architects are really, I mean, all artists to some degree, but architects are really notorious for kind of doing the design work at least, but really just hiring a bunch of like unpaid interns to do all their designs and work for them. For sure. And so I, I like to imagine that this is the only rich architect who actually designs his own buildings. And he's just like a psychopath that does this on purpose. I, yeah, it's, um, it's either he does it on purpose or he's an idiot. Like, yeah. And, and that's a point that I would like to make is a lot of the people that are behind <clears throat> the designs of these buildings are incredibly educated in engineering, but have absolutely no concept of like, ethics or um it's it's jurassic park disease yeah no no that's that's (laughs) pretty much where i was heading with that is you know like the the whether or not you can or versus the whether or not you should do something um so yeah to the to the world trade center facts oh yeah this is what what everyone's been waiting for yeah uh, 425,000 cubic yards of concrete used in building the World Trade Center. This is the greenest uh, skyscraper, mind you. Uh, what, what oh, this is, is the new one. Okay. Yeah, this is the new one. Uh, 200,000 tons of steel. Um, let's see. 400 or four, 43,600 windows uh, on, on the uh, Twin Towers with over 600,000 square feet of glass. Oh, the uh, the the cubic uh, yards of concrete. Um, the, the concrete used in building the World Trade Center is enough to build a five foot wide sidewalk from New York City to Washington, D.C. Fuck off. Right. That's awesome. That's so good. Also, uh, point about the glass. Um, people people um, generally know the glass is made of sand. Yes. Uh, but what people generally don't seem to realize is that it's not just made out of any fucking sand. Like yeah. it has to be a specific type of yeah. like siliconate sand. Uh, and so, yeah, another thing when you heat it up real hot. <laughs> <laughs> when you yeah, when you vitrify it. 
literally. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, and and not not only is it something that like ends up off gassing, it's and and like takes a huge amount of fuel and stuff, but it's also I mean, it's not like a rare earth mineral, but it is still sure. like something that is. I'm not huge into the whole. Uh, we have extremely limited resources of various types. I mean, you clearly. Clearly, we do have limited resources yeah. in, in some regards, right? But uh, but it's still limited enough that there will be conflict over attaining it, whether or not we're actually going to run out. There's still going to sure. be like conflict and interests that that move around in, in that regard. So yeah, and, and uh, just got to think shitty. of you know like there's there's no reason that the World Trade Center has to be completely surrounded in glass like it is um or has to be well that furthering my point of course uh work from home you nerds (laughs) (laughs) so so the new uh world trade center building i'll take a look at it real quick um it's just this giant glass monstrosity i love it that's Um, not gonna light anything on fire yeah well thankfully oh my god no that's what it is huh that's I figured it out because you see like it angles, right? So yeah. it gets a little bit pointier as you go up. Right. What it does is it burns planes out of the sky. <laughs> it's actually like an anti, uh, like nuclear anti- warhead, uh, device. <laughs> the, the, right. The, the, the first, uh, the first anti-missile anti-aircraft, uh, skyscraper. Like, like uh, once, once one of the I'll other, the other countries working on nukes gets froggy, It'll turn out that like the World Trade Center can like turn to direct the sun. <laughs> oh shit! Nobody knew about this. <laughs> um, so we're gonna pivot a little bit to uh, to a lesser structure. Oh, we're we're conservative now. No, <laughs> not not, uh, not, not that kind of pivot. No, like I'm a liberal. We only we only wrong, fall further but... into the rabbit hole of uh, whatever it is we're we're actually at. I don't know what uh, yeah I don't know direction we're at this point. Um. So this is a uh, this is a tower in Louisiana, um, the mm. uh, the home of all of the coolest buildings. Yes, uh, another thing that we're going to talk about in buildings is uh, how often these mega structures get abandoned, just completely fucking oh, abandoned, yeah. and uh, fall out of use completely. Which you know, even if you want to make the the argument that yeah, it's it's good that we you know consolidate buildings and build them upwards well no actually it isn't sometimes because a lot of times these buildings end up completely unused which we'll see here uh right they're gonna say some some things about homeless people that i'm like why do you fucking care this building's abandoned so just ignore that but uh Mm -hmm. this is this is the local people uh talking about this tower um it's the uh the plaza tower in new orleans dilemma here's a live look at the abandoned plaza tower which many call a black eye for the developing downtown scene in new orleans the 45-story building has become a destination for the homeless population travers mackle and wdsu investigates tells us many are questioning why the city isn't doing more to get the iconic building back into commerce i'll tell you why it's fucking expensive once a building falls out of use most of the time it is better to just demolish the building than it is to try to repair it because right you've got things like old building standards that have that have been used so it's no longer up to code and keeping things up to code is important 
uh, whether, yeah. whether people like regulations or not. The the new regulations come out for a reason. Um, things like not putting lead in your building, uh, not using asbestos uh, products, things like that. Getting rid of lead and asbestos is like really easy and inexpensive. I, 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 so. I worked on a couple of projects <laughs> where the the organization that I work for and and has decided to uh, just demolish the building or sell it to somebody else because um, trying to do the abatement process basically means stripping it down to the studs and it's easier to just knock it over, pack it all up and ship it off somewhere, which is its own problem, of course. Um, It's easier to do all that, cheaper to do all that than it is to try to uh, do lead or asbestos abatement most of the time. Right. And, and sometimes it's it's worse than that, right? So here's here's uh, uh, another thing to, to build up. So when I was working on that concrete project, the thing that inspired it, like the thing that really put it in my mind was that down in the south side of Chicago, um, right by the Calumet River, there are these things called ore walls. Mm-hmm. Um, and what these ore walls are, are just these giant concrete walls that go on for like two miles. Um, and they're already existing on, uh, on ground that is made of, uh, slag. So like, uh, all the waste material from like foundries, uh, that they just push into the ocean to make more land to build on top of <laughs> yeah. very funny. Um, uh, and so, uh, these, these ore walls, uh, they, they, they exist as like just the, the most brute easy way of just like you dump a whole bunch of iron ore between them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's how you keep these old pellets. Yep. But the thing is that these, these ore walls, um, came they're they're now in disuse, right? Because, uh, because the, the, I mean, a lot of the metal factories and, and manufacturers and stuff like that in Chicago have, have shut down or they've kind of changed the way that they do things or they move, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and so these ore walls are simply like miles and miles of, of concrete that is just taking up space. And so the city decided that they wanted to try to knock them down. And you can see chunks taken out of them, but that's it because it was still too expensive and too difficult to just knock down this fucking concrete. And then even the property, the, 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 even the, the real estate space was worth like, Still more expensive to just knock it down. Yeah. Um, So, you know, concrete has different levels of, uh, you know, you you pour it at certain PSI, which means that you've mixed it a certain way so that it's going to harden to, um, you know, commonly what is what is used in foundations is anywhere between like three thousand PSI to forty five hundred PSI. When you're talking about something that's supposed to support, you know, like millions of pounds of iron pellets uh without falling over or crate cracking right. or breaking or anything like that you're pouring it at and and i'm not even gonna like take a guess at what psi this stuff was poured at but it was probably engineered to a high degree uh to be extremely extremely resilient and when you're yeah. talking about like you know I, I work projects all the time where you know uh, a crew has to saw cut something out of concrete so that they can access a, a broken pipe below it or something like that. Saw cutting a four by four foot square takes all fucking day. Yeah. Because it's and, extremely yeah, keep, resilient. <laughs> right. And, and keeping in mind that these, these walls are like 20 feet tall. Mm-hmm. 
and and maybe maybe a good like a good uh uh simile that that kind of appears in my head is imagine if you every time you got a package from amazon that the box would be indestructible and would have to sit around in your house yeah like you couldn't break it down or anything it's just stuck there so, so and this, then think about like whether or not that it would inform how many packages you buy this goes like, to my point on how uh the the uh gentleman how every town has their own no, shitty no. abandoned mall or well that that too uh, yeah but, uh, the gentleman terrorists who knocked down the world trade center kind of did oh, us a okay <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been cheap. It, it, yeah. uh, melt seal beams or jet fuel. Yeah. Uh, because and because it, we should have knocked down the World Trade Center, um, but it would just be really difficult to, to do it. And so. So can jet fuel melt seal beams? I don't know, man. I'm not going to go into that. It can soften it, it can soften the metal, you know? So so you're a, you're a pancake theorist, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm whatever theorist I I uh, <laughs> deem most worthy to be at the moment. Whatever, whatever trolls <laughs> somebody the most. There you um, go. There you go. Let's let's continue this video. You can't miss it. If you drive into New Orleans, the Plaza Tower, the third tallest building oh. in the state of Louisiana, is there to greet you. And it's anything but warm and welcoming. I think the city should tear it down and put up something new. This is what the property looks like ground level. And we came out to get people's reaction to see what the average New Orleanian thinks about the current conditions of this building. And to do that, I use a cell phone. Awesome. Uh, I think it's an eyesore. Yeah. That's a fucking building from Judge Dredd. Is it? From Just Dredd. It's not, but it pretty um, much is. Yeah. You know, the, the newer Dredd, you've seen that one? I have seen that one. Very good movie. It is good. It is I don't good. like that kind of stuff very much, but I like that movie. Yeah, it was good schlock. Anyway, Evil Tower. It was good schlock. It's a hangover movie. Anyway. With the last hurricane that came, a piece of the building fell off in the middle of the street right there, and it stayed there for like a week. But probably the harshest critic of this blighted skyscraper. It is a is building gone. that is in disrepair, and, and it is has been left to rot. Cassandra Sharp a warehouse district activist who can see the tower from her home on Julia Street. Her concern, building security, or what she says is a Which is the worst fucking concern to have about something yeah, like that's, this. Yeah, that's a dumb concern. The, the, the only net benefit this building has ever served, because it never actually was completed and never actually was uh, was occupied. I would never saw you, so that's, that rules. Per, per that's my understanding, fun. it never saw use, and we'll look at a couple of other buildings that never saw use um the 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 only net positive is that people are able to take some fucking shelter in it so right. fuck her she's dumb for for coming on to this building security point like what what are they gonna do steal the nothing that's fucking inside of there tear the drywall yeah. off the fucking studs that aren't doing anything how much copper piping do you think is still in that building I hope none. I hope. Yeah. I hope <laughs> I every homeless yeah. person made a couple of dollars off that shit. I agree. Lack thereof. When you start getting close to it, you can see people crawling out of it. Sharp says the good. Also, fuck her. Homeless people yeah. don't fucking crawl out of buildings. What a bitch. Right. Like, 
This, this yeah. is what I was saying. Like, she's going to say some stuff that's going to make me angry. About... I see a bunch of scum crawling yeah. out of it. These spider people crawl <laughs> out of and, and feed on the, the nothingness and rot of New Orleans. Yes. New Orleans is a shithole, by the way. That's rough. The graffiti and garbage inside the fencing makes her believe it's becoming a haven for the homeless near downtown. It is part of the problem. A notion city leaders do not disagree with. Why has Plaza Tower not been able to be redeveloped in your opinion? I have no idea. It's one of the most frustrating things. So that guy's on the city council and he has no idea why this has been able to be uh, redeveloped. It's because it's fucking expensive. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea well, why anybody's interested in this old architecture that uh, no nobody thinks looks good and uh, is now also, uh, you know, per Cassandra Sharp's uh, words or or sentiment, infested with the homeless. Yeah, um, like. And how would you describe that building? It's like a. It sucks. Late. It's like a like a, a early. 80s racist <laughs> semi-brutalist take on yeah. what they think a Japanese building would look like. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what the, the best I can do. like design theory was behind it's it. Neo-Chinese. Um mm. Mr. Mr. Land has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> for councilman jay banks because the area on the edge of downtown which sits in his council district is booming high-end condos shops restaurants and a grocery store we gentrified everything else around here why can't we gentrify this building that's too expensive to maintain <laughs> all built in the last decade while the plaza tower just sits shut down but i really wish that that a developer would come in and do something with it that's been tried and tried again. In fact, WDSU investigates. So again, like I said, he has no idea why. That's because it's too fucking expensive and multiple developers have tried to do it and they go, ah, no, fuck that, never mind. It's looked through almost two decades of real estate records to learn why this prime property has turned into an eyesore. The Orleans Parish Assessor says the land where the tower sits is valued at just over $2.6 million. And that's just for tax purposes. It would likely sell for much more, but the Assessor says the building is only worth just over $155,000. I could conceivably buy that building. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I'll give you 10 bucks. <laughs> um, so, you know, we don't have to watch too much more of this uh, or any Man, more. At we all. should buy that building. We should. That should be the Benzo Rehab Tower, right? It is. It is now. <laughs> yeah. You Actually, can't convince be... me we're not here right now. Look around. Uh, <laughs> things are good in the tower. I'm on the uh, the 34th floor. Ooh, how is it there? Crazy? Uh, yes. The windows have been knocked out. <laughs> The, the songs of many dead souls. So one of my, one of my favorite uh, abandoned buildings, and it's no longer abandoned because, I don't know, hunting money, I guess. Um, rich, rich people with a lot of time on their hands to, to wear mossy oak, uh, real tree camo, and uh, mm. buy boats, um, re redeemed it. Uh, but the Memphis, uh, Tennessee Pyramid. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, which is now a giant bass pro shop. 
<laughs> oh right yeah, yeah yeah so the pyramid uh was originally built as a venue for like entertainment and sports and stuff like that um it saw extremely limited use and kind of rapidly fell into disrepair because it turns out that uh, maintaining a giant uh glass and metal pyramid um which is completely hollow on the inside by the way like, like they had stadium seating and stuff in it but you got to imagine like the way that a pyramid is shaped right like your usable space is only at the bottom of the pyramid right. you can't like build things inside of the pyramid too much more than that yeah um, maintaining a building that was meant to be a tomb for one <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so so here is a uh and and they they actually uh eventually started nicknaming it the tomb of doom so here's the the structure of the pyramid, right? So you've got these lattice structures that just kind of go up the side of it. All of the usable structure is down here. The rest of this so is empty dumb. space. However, as a building manager, I can tell you this whole area up here still needs to be maintained to some extent because you're going to start running into. But you want to stand up? <laughs> yeah, you're going to start running into things like leaks or, you know, building damage. You know, uh, this is in an area where storms could happen, whatever. Um, you see that they're they're building it with cranes. Most of the cranes don't even look like they can reach the top of this fucking yeah. thing. How fucking tall is that thing? Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't look that up. I should have looked that they're, up. They're we tall. Uh, 322 feet. Fuck you. Um, so it's this big, giant fucking building. And in order to reach the top to do, you know, general cleaning, general maintenance, you need to find some kind of lift system that'll get you all the way up there. Some kind of apparatus that'll let you scale down the side of it, which, you know, normally building cleaners use some kind of like pulley system, but that won't really work on this building because it's a fucking pyramid and you're not going up and down. You're going at a diagonal angle. So maintenance became a nightmare. Until, what about until... a squeegee shed? A sled? <laughs> yeah. Uh, just slide down the side of it, bro. Um, until the uh, the Bass Pro shop came in. And, God bless you, Bass Pro. And what I love about this is like this is the unabandoned building, right? And you still have these massive fucking grime streaks down the side yeah. of it because anytime it rains, all the the dirt gets in. So they they built out this top part dude. where you can like use it as an observatory thing now. All that grime just kind of runs just, down just, the side of it. Dude. You know what that crime is? That's dip spit. Yeah, probably. Probably. The whole side of the building is streaked with dip spit. In, inside of the building itself, they built it to be like an outdoor, like swampland sort of. Uh, like a Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. yeah. Um, like a so, Disneyland. So they've got for... all this like artificial, like daytime and nighttime lighting in it, and uh, like fake trees and pools and shit like that. So it's just my favorite because it's such a dumb project. Like, why would you build a pyramid? uh like that and then it well, became abandoned immediately and then it took forever with like the city like basically trying to give it away to whoever would take it and bass pro shops stepped in and turned it into a fucking carnival um, one would argue that a pyramid is the only thing that belongs in memphis <laughs> that's probably you true know? yeah <laughs> by name alone um, yeah 
So the cost to build the the pyramid was uh, sixty five million dollars, by the way, and that's pretty less much... than I would have thought. But also, makes... thought. we're gonna look yeah, at a, at a building that's that's as much as you're probably thinking. Um, I don't know. Which is the Fountain Blue uh, slash the Drew? Ha- have you noticed this, the by Drew. the way? Um, a lot of apartment complexes around here have been like renaming themselves just like regular names. So instead like of Bob. like. Yeah, there's there's literally one that's called uh fuck. It's like the Mary or something like that. Fucking um, hate it. Yeah, but um, oh no, it's there, named after the person. There, there's there's there is one that I know of called the Eugene. Which why are you gonna choose Eugene that as all sucks. Of, all of all the names? Well, because you if could. you're if you're like a rich real estate asshole, your name is very likely Eugene. <laughs> I was named Eugene and everything else in life has been compensating for that. <laughs> uh, so the Fountain Blue uh, slash the Drew uh, building in Las Vegas is this massive. It was going to be a Marriott hotel slash casino. Uh, massive building that was built um well not not completed uh built all the way up to the top and was like getting the finish work done uh then the 2008 financial crisis hit and a bunch of investors pulled out of it and it became unused and uh basically just fell into disrepair and what eventually ended up happening is because the company that was building it went bankrupt um the city came into ownership of the building. The problem with ownership of a giant unused uh, building that still needs to be maintained because you don't want it to fall down on everything around it. Uh, and also, you know, you don't want it to look like a giant eyesore in your tourist city uh, is you now have to maintain uh it's it's like the old parable I'm, of like the white elephant or whatever i was right? i was gonna say i've got an idea it's the white elephant casino <laughs> <laughs> so uh while, while i was looking this up and it's fortunate that we decided to uh to do this this episode today um so <clears throat> it's it's switched hands a couple of times um when when it first came into disuse uh what's his name a con you know who I'm talking about? He's one of those. I'm not fucking, sure. He's one of those fucking investor guys. Uh, yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, it turns out as of two days ago, one day ago, sorry, uh, Marriott International has cut ties with the unfinished former Fountain Blue, a long stalled resort project on the strip that changed hands earlier this year. Um, what happened was. Uh, fuck, I'm trying to remember his name. Ah, there we go. Billionaire Carl Lacan acquired the property in 2010, so just a little bit after the you know the financial crisis and everything, uh, for around 150 million dollars. Uh, this project was in the billions when it was like abandoned. Of course. Um, yeah, and so he Insane. bought it for he bought it for a fucking dirt cheap price compared to you know the cost of what it what all the materials and work uh put into it were uh yeah. and then he resold it for 600 million uh quadrupling his uh his investment of course because the rich just get to fucking do shit like that you know yeah what's uh, the uh god damn it I, I forget who said it doesn't really matter but there's this dumbass quote i uh uh by one of these extremely rich assholes where it just 
Yeah, the best way to make sure you're uh, you're wealthy is to like always have a hundred million around for a good <laughs> yeah. investment. And it's, oh my god! The best way to All make right. sure you're wealthy is just always have fuck you money. Um, so uh, when when he sold it, uh, the the Whitcoff, uh, oh sorry, developer Steve Whitcoff and real estate uh, firm New Valley. Um, got into negotiations with Marriott again, blah, blah, blah. They released the, uh, the new resort's name drew Las Vegas. Who wants to stay at the drew Las Vegas? Yeah. Oh, Oh, the drew named for Whitcoff's son, Andrew, who died of an Oxycontin overdose in 2011 <laughs> at age 22. Don't do that. Right. Don't name a building in Las Vegas after that. Right. Of all the fucking things, man. Um, so anyways, yeah, they, Marriott's, uh, severed ties. So uh, it's likely that this is going to go because, uh, another, another problem with these mega structures is that they sometimes take like, a you know, five to 10 years to build. And we live in an incredibly, uh, precarious economy that just happens to have economic crises every five to 10 years. Um, and so you put all this money into a building and before you can finish it, the economy goes to shit. Every investor, every uh, prospective, uh, you know, tenant of the building pulls out because the building's not built anyway. So you don't really have anything in place other than like, yeah, we're good. We're good. OK, we're good. Um, they all pull out or they, you know, cut their losses and, you know, whatever securities that they had placed in the building get paid off, whatever. But they, you know. Everybody pulls out, and uh, now now the building is abandoned. Um, the taxpayers of Las Vegas, uh, you know, ended up paying for the maintenance and upkeep of the structure for you know a decade or so uh, before now it's fallen. And and you know the taxpayers don't get to see that money returned to them whenever it's sold to, to an investor. Um, <laughs> they, they don't get that return of investment. Uh, and then, uh, these investors, uh, already are pulling out again, and it's likely right. that there will be some kind of bankruptcy pro process for the project. And, uh, guess what will happen? The taxpayers will pay once again for the upkeep of a building that's not profiting them in any way by drawing in revenue. And, and then uh, we'll sell it for $10,000. Yeah. And, and you can see from this image, you know, that there's all sorts of like busted out windows and shit like that. It's not, it's not like properly maintained, obviously. And, um, good. Another wonderful building is, uh, 432 Park Avenue in, uh, New mm. York. Uh, and that's this thing on the, on the left over here. Um, we're going to go down to 432 Park Avenue. <laughs> so We're going to make it higher. There you go. That's a skyscraper yeah. song. This Sorry. article is uh, the downside Don't to life in a super tall tower. Leaks, creaks, and breaks. Um, so No, no, no. Scroll up, Mike. You read it wrong. The downside to life in a super tall tower, leaks, creaks, breaks. <laughs> it's the only way that it works. You think that's what they were going for? <laughs> Maybe it's lakes, creaks, breaks. I don't know. Lakes, creaks, and breaks. Oh, he's it Scottish. Like, yeah, I'm like, going to say that's a, Can you do a Scottish accent? I'm not going to. I can't, but I, I want to try. People. Scroll up again. You're going to offend people. 
the dune side lifeless supercarrier. Leaks, creaks, and breaks. That's the only part that I could do. Leaks, creaks, and breaks. Yeah. Even that's bad. But hit uh, me up, Scottish. So the near this this is actually taller Oops. than the the old World Trade Center buildings. Uh, well, everything's taller than the old World Trade Center buildings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taller than the uh, the the nearly 1,400 foot tower at 430 Park Avenue. Briefly, the tallest residential building in the world was the pinnacle of New York's luxury condo boom half a decade ago, fueled largely by foreign buyers seeking discretion and big returns. Uh, six years later, and again, we're talking a very short time frame on the turnaround here. Six years later. Residents of the exclusive tower are now at odds with the developers and each other, making it clear that even multi-million dollar price tags do not guarantee problem-free living. Boo-hoo. Uh, <laughs> the claims include millions of dollars of water damage from plumbing and mechanical issues, frequent elevator malfunctions, and walls that creak like the galley of a ship. Imagine being stuck in the elevator on that fucking thing. Yeah, for sure. That rules. All of I which may be connected, may be connected to the building's to main the selling point. It's immense height, according to homeowners, engineers, and documents obtained by the New York Times. Um, so less than a decade after uh, after they built these fucking condo towers, they're already running into massive, massive issues because, as I was talking about earlier, the infrastructure that you need to, you know, just just to pump some fucking water to flush a toilet to the top of this goddamn building the the energy cost is insane the infrastructure you know you have to you, you can't just have regular pipes at that point because you have to have high enough pressure that it reaches all the way up to the top of the building so now you're working with like industrial grade like heavy steel piping and if you don't have you know the right grade or you know it's just not strong enough or it's not maintained properly which is most of where these issues come from you right. get leaks in in the in the plumbing and these are high pressure leaks so they're just like spraying out the side of the fucking pipe at all these joints and stuff like that um so yeah they're they're and and now they're having trouble finding uh finding people to buy the condos or rent uh rent any of the the spaces in in the these buildings because oh no yeah My bad high risk investment yeah, right. no I, I, don't, I don't feel bad for the for for that at all it's just funny to me that they built this massive fucking fuck you tower and it's now completely unused in a lot of respects or the people who do use it don't even want to fucking be in it anymore, but can't sell, you know, whatever. It's it's this is a real Nimrod problem. Yes, it is a real Nimrod problem. Don't ever if you yeah, don't don't live. Stop building towers to God. Yes. And and you <laughs> can see it. this uh this excellent skyline shot. Um uh, so 432 Park Avenue used to be the tallest residential building. And now you got this one to the right of it that's like the oh. same height, and then one a little bit for, further that's uh now taller than it. That's stupid bullshit. Yeah, it's it's literally it's a I, dick I mean, like, contest. It is, it is, and like that's such a trite thing to like point out, but it's it's so obvious in this image, and it's so funny. Yes. All right, it's boys, just so look at good. The towers and let's see who's longest. Oh, my God, when, it's like this this when, guy. He's like, like me. Go ahead. Sorry. 
Go ahead. No, no. You just, just like the, the the one that is only taller because of the fucking antenna or the fucking light uh, the the lightning uh, rod or whatever the fuck it is on top. It's the it's only taller because of that. So it's I I'm trying to think of a good metaphor in a dick measuring contest <laughs> for that. But it's like this guy's like pushing his balls up or something. Like what is he doing? Uh, it's there? just like if you have a weird hair that grows on the tip of your penis or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pushing his foreskin way up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I hate all of it. So, anyways, these guys are yeah. all trying to like pull it out to see who's as longest. Where sucks. as me, it's not about the size of the tower; it's how you use it. And we shouldn't be building buildings like this because they're useless. It's not about the the length of the tower; it's about the girth of the yurt. <laughs> Something like that. The girth of the, the yurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even trying to build a tower here um you might think that hey given the examples that we've seen of other similarly no. tall no. buildings no. uh especially residential buildings where you have like much more intricate services because you know every suite has to have its own you know uh plumbing for a kitchen plumbing for a restroom whereas at the world trade center it's a little bit more general where you probably have you know like more public access restrooms that are centralized, etc. This the plumbing goes shit like a fucking everywhere. restaurant up top. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to keep that in mind. <laughs> of course, yeah. I'm uh, yeah. I, I'm just imagine saying, being the dishwasher yeah. in there. Of course, yeah. Just fucking like blasting holes in the wall. Sorry. Come so on, you might think that might. people would see examples like 432 Park Avenue, and and these are you know the people designing these buildings are all architects so if you said 432 park avenue to, to an architect and they don't know what building that is if a pal doesn't come over the room yeah i, I, don't, I don't know what like oh 432 park avenue yeah i've never heard of that where where is it at like um no no architect is saying that so they know well, it's about 432 4... park avenue <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, so they know that these buildings exist and these buildings have all these yeah. problems and that there's a there's a historic issue with building residential spaces that are this big. So what are they trying to do in Chicago? There's this uh, challenge. So there's there's this this old project called the Chicago Spire, which thankfully was never built mm. because it ran into so many issues that it could never get off the ground. And when I show you an image of what this thing was supposed to look like, yeah. you're going to hate It's yourself. so good. That is it my is favorite a toy. Spiral dildo. Yeah. As an affront to God. <laughs> um, I was talking to a friend. Oh, and this is what it actually looks like right now. Uh they they built the uh they're yeah. building the parking structure portion of it first. Uh, because it had to be underground. I don't think it had to be underground, but that's how they planned it. Uh, so now what it is, is it's a giant, dangerous, deep pool of water because uh, this is as far as they got before all the investors started pulling out. And... I mean, is your city really a city if it doesn't have a giant gaping pool full of dangerous <laughs> guess, uh, mosquito water? Uh, yeah, like... a, a man-made pit of uh, definitely... Uh, non-potable water that's probably rife with uh pests and parasites and i'm imagining like in in a chicago winter like walking down the town with like the wrong boots on because you're a newbie yeah and you just start kind of sliding on the ice and just sliding and directly sliding, and you're just like yeah you're just like no 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 
<laughs> Not the old spire pit. <laughs> and you fall down into like a, a a pit just brimming with corpses. Yeah. So so this is what this fucking thing looks like. Uh it, That's so it good, never, never made it off the ground. It's got a fence around it. Uh nobody goes near it, hopefully. Oh, didn't mean to click on whatever that link is. Um again, this is the concept art of it. Just fucking horrible. <laughs> We're going to build the world's shittiest tower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. The site where this was supposed to be built, of course, is, is a real estate venture option for some people, I guess. And this is what they're planning on building there instead. Um, Two pits. Yeah. Two pits. <laughs> Two giant fucking towers. So the... Uh, the updated 2021 plans include two elegant residential skyscrapers that will stand at 875 feet in the North Tower and 765 feet in the South. With the North being slightly taller, both buildings will be set at a slight angle to one another, offering views along the lakefront and river corridors. Let me tell you how many people are actually going to fucking live in this. Zero. Zero. Because this is probably never going to reach that stage in the first place. Secondly... Is there really a demand for, uh, you know, I don't know how many stories this is going to be, but let's assume, uh, you know, 12, let's just say 10, 10 feet of fucking story will round down 87 stories of residential uh, living space and 76 stories of residential living space. Is there, right. is there such a housing need for people that can afford this kind of living uh, lifestyle that they're going to be able to fill that many floors of people? No, I, I have a really funny uh, thing about Chicago housing for the rich. Uh, yeah, I know you do. Um, if you want to so... go into that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure I, I brought this up before. Um, but yeah, so I, I brought up I'll, Chicago specifically because I figured that you would you would have some things to think about this. Oh hell yeah! Uh, so Rahm Emanuel, my favorite boy, everyone's favorite boy, the goat, just the best say. boy, you know, the goat. He's <laughs> the throat goat, Rahm Emanuel. <laughs> um, so um, this guy, he. Uh, uh, along the Chicago River, which uh, oh, oh, just sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. what's up? Do you think he's enough of a throat gro- throat goat to to throat the spire? Yeah, obviously. Oh, okay. okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's what is it like? Negative, like yeah, forty yeah, yeah, feet. Yeah, I, I guess he's just taking a void <laughs> into his mouth, huh? He's just vomiting. Uh, <laughs> so, that guy vomits black bile into the sink like every morning. That's just like a part lot of his of them routine. Do, and you know what I mean. Yeah. By that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the Chicago River, uh, for people who don't know, is not a river. Mm-hmm. The Chicago River is a uh, it's a sanitary canal. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, and um, ultimately, uh, which is to say that it uh, it allows it's it's a man made ditch filled with water for boats and poop to go through. Yep. Um, and the Chicago river has been remediated a little bit more in past years. It's no nowhere near as bad as like the Calumet to itself or anything like that, but it is pretty toxic water. Like you shouldn't fuck around in the water or probably near the water. Just don't do it. It's where boats go. Not no people. Uh, and of course there are parks, uh, next to it and stuff, which are hysterical to me. Uh, but 
Rahm Emanuel started up this housing development, and it was going to be for, you know, people who really needed it, uh, of course, placed next to toxic water. And so everyone was like, yay, that's where we'll put all the poor people is next to the evil water. But then he realized, wait, hold on, that's waterfront property. And so uh, ended up, he ended up changing everything so that these permits were now changed for them to become luxury condos. Uh, and uh, just because it was waterfront property. So it's just insane. I don't think most of it ever got built either. I think it's still like cotton limbo, it which never, is even does. funnier to me. And, right. and this, uh, is a, this is a common grift uh, among... Hmm you know, city leadership of various locations and developers where they know it's way easier to get a housing project approved in the, the beginning if you sell it as, oh yeah, this is low income housing. It's going to be nice for, for the poor people. And then everybody's like, yeah, we got to have that low income housing, get that low income housing pushed through. And then right. it turns out that that low low income housing agreement only lasts two years, right? So they don't build a building in those two years. They pace it so that it can't be right. completed in those two years. And by the time you know you're on year three, the permit for the low income housing building stuff is kind of expired, and they resubmit yeah. for hey, this is actually going to be high income housing now. Um, yeah. And that happens at a lot of cities. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, you know, like construction workers are notorious for like building things really quickly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, they, they, they know what, what is going to happen. No, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not the, not the uh, workers, but the, the developers. Uh, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's them. Yeah. They're doing the bad. Um, hell yeah. What else we got? Um, the last thing is we we talked about how things get greenwashed. Oh, dude, I have a story about this too. Sorry, and, go on. And the last thing that I'd like to to talk about, um, this is a this is a fun little little short article, uh, but it's uh, the title of it is "Can we please stop drawing trees on top of skyscrapers?" And the answer is probably no, but we should stop. But we can try. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Tim Deschant, which I don't know what Nova is. I think it's probably some architectural thing. Um, oh, Nova, like the Science Channel. Oh, oh, okay. So he's a he's a senior digital editor at Nova, which is the he does the channel. cute little videos that your science teacher has you watch back yeah. in like two thousand two when he had a hangover. <laughs> yeah, um, he would in the little TV. So he starts out the article. Just a couple of years ago, if you wanted to make something look trendier, you put a bird on it. Birds were everywhere. I'm not sure if Twitter was what started all the flutter, <laughs> but it got so bad <laughs> that Portlandia performed a skit named, you guessed it, put a bird on it. What a sad little tote bag. I know I'll put a bird on it, etc. <laughs> it turns out that architects have been and uh, coincidentally, a bunch of uh, emo girls got tattoos of birds on them. Uh, flocks of birds usually um flying away it's a bunch of swallow tattoos yeah. <laughs> not not shitting on anybody that got a tattoo like that i, I the only reason i don't have tattoos is because i was always too much of a coward to get one so yeah. we'll, we'll throw that out there as a caveat mm -hmm. to my my shaming of, of women um 
So it turns out that architects have been doing the same thing, just with trees. Want to make a skyscraper look trendy and sustainable? Put a tree on it. Or better yet, dozens. Many high-concept skyscraper proposals are festooned with trees on the rooftop on terraces. Or ter- terraces. Terraces. <laughs> terraces. The terrorist terrace. <laughs> In nooks and crannies on absurdly large balconies. Basically anywhere horizontal and high off the ground. Now, I should be saying art architects are drawing dozens because I've yet to see one of these green skyscrapers in real life. There's one notable exception, Bio Milano, which isn't quite done yet. Uh, this article was written in 2013. Um, that building is done now, but is running into a bunch of issues with uh, trees being on a building. Um so he does a really good job of going into why this is dumb. Like, like when you look at something like this, like that's like, oh yeah, that's cool. You got the trees there. That's nice. Uh, from from the maintenance perspective, I can tell you that this is a fucking nightmare. Right. Um, there are plenty of scientific reasons why skyscrapers don't and probably won't have trees, at least not to fit, not to the heights which many architects propose. Life sucks up there. God damn it! Get out of here. <laughs> Life sucks up there for you, me, <laughs> for trees, and just about anything else except for peregrine falcons. It's hot, cold, windy, the rain lashes at you, and the snow and sleet pelt you at high velocity. Life for city trees is hard enough on the ground. I can't imagine what it's like at 500 feet, where nearly every climate variable is more extreme than at a street level. Uh, he talks about wind a bunch, which wind knocks down trees all the time, and it's, it's stronger at higher uh, altitudes. Um, That'd be so funny. So imagine dude. being on, I don't know, the 300th floor of a building that's got a neat this little tree. This oak tree outside. just gets fucking torn out the <laughs> right. top. And and oak tree is a good example because oak trees grow long and they grow old and they grow fucking forever. And that's, that's part hard. of the problem about trees on a street level. Uh we get a lot of concrete uplift, uh, like concrete mm-hmm. sidewalks uh that get lifted up by tree root growth. What do you think that's going to do at the 300 foot level of a building that the, the building is the only structure that's supporting that tree. You're going to be on the 200 and uh, I don't know, 290th foot level of the building and have a fucking tree root growing through your ceiling. And people love indoor plants, you know, right. like that's a real big they thing. in the roots. <laughs> <laughs> With um, all the rats. So, yeah. Uh, he talks about why, you know, like, yeah, you've got a nice tree up at the at this tall level, uh, but when trees freeze, you know, like, the water inside the tree also freezes, and now you've got a giant frozen, like, death trap on top of a building. Um, things like, you know... Just yeah, just don't don't do it. Um, just it's bad for reasons that are obvious. Yeah, you know? tall building tree, already no, bad. Building. Tall building already bad. Tall building with tree on it worse somehow. Right. Uh, I when I lived in Berkeley, we uh, we lived in this awful building or one of the buildings I lived at, uh, where it was essentially just a bunch of like. Shipping containers, yeah, uh, with all this weird plastic shit put on the inside, and then the roof was a garden. Uh, no trees, but a lot of plants. And it was so fucking funny because I moved in there, 
and saw, oh, cool, a garden up top. I thought that was a theoretical thing because I couldn't believe that they actually did it. Right. You know, like yeah. all the photos I had seen of this place, well, Man, all the images were like, <laughs> right. All the images I saw of this place were like, you know, mock-ups. And so I'm like, oh my God, there are actually plants up here. That seems bizarre. And they were growing like kale and shit. And then they tried to sell it to us. Nice. Which was extremely funny to me. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is uh this was produced by uh, the place that you pay to live in. Would you like to pay right. to uh, eat the product? This this kale has survived off of the water from your like beer sweat shower in the morning, and you're not letting it. Hey, good that you brought that up because uh, one of the last portions of the article is then there are the logistical concerns. How are these trees going to be watered and fertilized? pruned how will they be replaced how often will they need to be replaced uh he talks about how you know someone who grows a bonsai stressed plants require constant attention um and then he talks about green roofs green roofs are like moss roofs and stuff like that uh growing simple green roofs is a chore and those plants are chosen for their hardiness and low maintenance trees are generally not as well adapted to the wide range of conditions likely to be experienced on the side of a skyscraper um this is the uh the building that he referenced that that was in the process of being built and so you have these mm -hmm. trees being hoisted up onto these uh platforms that had to be like super fucking engineered and the, the cost to like make them strong enough to hold these plants like maybe outweighs the benefit of the plants because you can only grow the plants for so long before you have to replace them right um and then you know just just all these like fanciful fucking uh architect wet dreams of like yes what if we made this beautiful biome inside the middle of the city and stuff like that um this talks about like just i mean this is a this is a rendering and it's comical how they thought that this would be like look look at how tall those trees it's are up there. yeah um Hell yeah. And then uh Central Park the... for TED Talk people. <laughs> yeah. And then one of the other problems, uh this this uh similarly designed uh green tower structure in China has a huge pest problem now because trees bring pests and not not that trees, you know want to bring pests, it's just that pest set up shop in, in trees and that's why you know they like things they can eat and that keep them cool right. and that you know yeah. attract yeah yeah it just makes sense uh so so that's my uh my rant on my my rant and uh explanation on why um buildings are bad well if you, if you make I'm them gonna big. smear all of the exterior of my house in peanut butter yeah and, uh, then and see what come? happens <laughs> why <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got i just have a bunch of fucking coyotes like licking at your uh your door and shit hell yeah little little ice blocks as doorknobs or not ice blocks uh the Sandwich. fucking salt yeah, salt yeah, yeah. Salt <laughs> see we're all fucked up <laughs> this has been a nightmare this is one of my soberest episodes and i can't even fucking say words anymore um that's all i got i guess uh please uh if you feel it in your heart uh donate to the patreon patreon.com slash benzo rehab dungeon it's also in the uh the link tree uh in the in the 
bio and and also the description of the podcast um the bio on instagram um and description of the podcast wherever i post it uh you are better at this when you're drunk i am yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) dorian do you have anything that you need to pitch or uh, talk about the uh the workshop is back on we've got uh, we've got uh uh week two of i think 16 uh starting back up tomorrow morning uh of course anyone that wants to pop in can just pop in if you just shoot me a message uh but if you want you can give us some money on the patreon patreon.com slash t-r-u-n-c-a-t-a um but uh, yeah it's uh, it's a fun time nice. i'm recording a lecture immediately after this oh, so very cool <laughs> Uh, cool. And, uh, John's not here to pitch nothing because he, uh, cause he's dead. Cause he's dead. We miss him. We miss John. Yeah. Perhaps yeah. we will resurrect him spookily and I don't know, keeping with Halloween tradition. I, I don't know where I was going with that. We might, we might do it. We might do it. We might zombify John. <laughs> Dear listener. We love you. Please take your medicine. Please take mine too. And do not share with friends. Because John's not here to tell you to do it. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>